What's up, everybody? We're listening to Taking Back Sunday. Tell all your friends. Uh, album came out in 2002. And boy, does it jam. We're all about to have a lot of feelings going through this one. At least I will. But I'm sure somebody else will, too. But yeah, so Taking Back Sunday. It's a great time to listen to. Uh, when you're listening to them, it's a great time. And uh, that's what we're doing. Um, so, what'd you guys do this week? I had a busy yet uneventful week. I think that's just the new norm from now on. Like, now that I, uh, now that I have to be a grown up, it's just the schedule just keeps getting filled with thing after thing after thing. I have to freaking get this. So I needed to, um, I needed to get. I'm trying to sell my old car that died, and so I can just focus on my new one, which is pretty much ready to go. I think I got new. T- uh, license plate sent in the mail so I gotta put those on and then uh, I tried to peel the little toll tag sticker off my old one to put into the new one I just tore it up but I found a little chip in there it was inside the sticker so I'm just gonna put that little chip in my car and we'll just we'll see if that works I think it should the rest of the sticker wasn't doing anything I don't think it did have like a little scanny barcode on the back but like I doubt that machine that you drive under has anything to do with that. I'm hoping it's the chip. We'll find out when I get the bill in the mail. One time, I, uh, I, I didn't have a toll tag, and I started driving on 121 in uh, McKinney-Frisco area. Because, I, man, it's been so long. But at one time, I believe they didn't have the, um, what's it called? They didn't have the tolls on it. It was just a highway, and you could drive it regularly, and that was nice. And then one day they had all the tolls and I was like, I'm just going to not get a toll tag and use it anyways. And then I was actually, it was when uh, Kevin Dunlap asked me, because I had a, a Suburban, he asked me if I wanted to drive the Chariot around on tour for a couple days while they were playing Texas shows. And I was like, uh, yeah, I want to drive the Chariot around. And guess what? He paid me. He was like, would 200 bucks be enough? And I was like, uh, yeah, that'll be fine. So... At one point, I think it was like the first night, we're staying in a hotel and it's we're having a blast and I'm hanging out with the guys and my, uh, a couple of my buddies are with us. And then I get a call from my dad and he tells me I got a bill in the mail in the mail from whoever, I guess the government, whoever sends you the toll tag bill. It was like, it was like 700 bucks, maybe 200 or 400. Somewhere that was like your stomach, my stomach felt terrible when it happened. But anyways, I got that taken care of. So yeah, let's talk about our week that was not the most eventful yet busy. I could tell you about the entire thing in detail and you would get so bored. I could probably remember it because I've done, like, it's been like a wash, rinse, repeat lately on life for me. But it's alright. So I was uh, teaching at the audio engineering class that uh, I've been teaching at, you know. And um, one of the students came up to me and he was like, Hey Johnny, I've I've been listening to Every Time I Die. And I was like, yeah, you finally checked him out? Because he takes the guitar classes, and I told him to check them out for some sweet guitar riffage, you know? And he's been loving it. He's, he's glad to have become a fan of Every Time I Die. And I'm proud to have introduced him. I really am. I've now got students listening to Every Time I Die, Joe Rogan, Gary V, the entrepreneur, and uh, Every Time I Die. So yeah, if I have done anything while I've been there, I've at least encouraged them to broaden their listening horizons from the uh, Kid Craddock in the Morning playlist. You know what I'm saying? 
I know that now because me and Haley carpool on Wednesday and Friday. And we listen to Kid Craddock in the morning. I like the banter between the people. There's like four of them. They're funny. They're, they seem neat. The only thing I feel bad for them for is like they do this gossip segment and they have to talk about celebrities' lives like it's we're super interested and I guess sometimes it's interesting so they're right and if they tell the story right it's just interesting because of the storytelling but every time they get to the gossip segment I always feel so bad for them I'm like man I would hate to have to try have to try and sell the fact that uh, Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson bought a pig let's talk about that like people are excited guys that would be boring for me but they do a great job. They wake up freaking early and spend like a five-hour radio day just BSing. Um, what else happened this week? I started writing some new music for the next Words album. It's been in my head for a little bit, and whenever I'm feeling it, it's best if I just try to get some of it out. Like, I know I have to finish the Words album that I'm working on right now, and musically it's done. I just need to finish mixing it and then uh, get that bad boy mastered and available to all of you to listen to hopefully or um give to friends to listen to you can always do that yeah i think what i'm gonna do with the words album is i think i'm gonna like set it up on the website where you can like download it for free and then or maybe maybe just streamable because who's buying albums anymore is anybody downloading them Tell me if you know me if you actually are downloading albums still or if you just spotify and apple music them because uh, I'd like to know what to do. I th- I'm definitely going to make it available on streaming and everything. And I guess that will automatically have it be a purchase option on iTunes. Um, but I, I, I kind of just want to give it away too. I just want as many people to get to have it as possible. Uh, I'll worry about the getting a kickback on, on, on the on the next one maybe or something. I just got to get trucking, you know? Gotta get moving. It's 2019. Let's kick some ass. I've been saying that all week. Oh, that reminds me. So on the last podcast, there was something I was wanting to tell all of you, and then I forgot. I remembered it. I remembered it uh, the next day. And I actually have been saying it a bunch, because I don't know about for you, but for me, this has a lot of uh, power in it. Or at least it's it's beneficial to say a bunch. But this is going to be another mantra of 2019. I will not get mad at things I can't control because I've realized that's what I get the most mad at. I, uh, I, uh, I, I'm slightly working on the us and I also don't care. So if you're one of those, if you, if you're one to notice all of the us, I'm sorry. And for those of you that are going to notice them now that I've brought it to your attention, I'm also sorry. (sighs) Have I ever told you guys about, okay, so. Have you ever been have you ever been talking or listening to somebody or something and then you hear like something about their tone and their cadence or a word they say or a sound they make and then that becomes all you can focus on while they're talking to you? I do that really bad. And so if somebody points something out to me while I'm watching a public speaker or a movie or something like that, once I notice it, it drives me nuts. And it's even as petty as I was watching, I remember seeing Date Night, the comedy with Steve Carell and Tina Fey. I saw it in theaters uh, with some friends, and my buddy Ryan, I think it was actually Haley, Ryan, his girlfriend at the time, and I. And uh, I tried to make sure I said the end I at the end. You wanna know what? I had this one teacher who made fun of me 
like twice, and both things she made fun of me, I have really paid attention to ever since. This is like second or third grade. But she pointed out when I said drawling with an L and told me it was drawing with a W. And then she also, one time I said me and somebody, and she was like, somebody and I. And I was like, damn, all right, chill out. I'm in third grade, okay? <sighs> Dude, do you guys remember the show Doug, the Nickelodeon show Doug, when I was little and I couldn't read? Every time an episode started, I would yell for my mom to come into the room because at the end of the part, they would always say what the episode was under the under the logo with like Doug standing there next to his name and pork chop next to him. And so she'd have to come in and she would read to me what the title of the episode was. What's interesting about that is that that memory is the only reason I can remember what it looked like to not know how to read. Because have you ever thought about that? Like you look at a word and like your brain just says word, like, like uh, edit. The word edit is on my computer. So I'm looking at it, my brain sees the E, the D, the I, the T. It knows what all those letters are, and then it says edit when I look at it. I can barely, barely remember what it looked like when I didn't know any of that. And I remember because the uh, letters would kind of swirl in on screen, and it just looked like weird symbols. Like, you remember? Did you see Arrival? Which was an amazing movie with Amy Adams and then the guy with the bow from Avengers. And, uh, like, Hawkeye, is that his name? Yeah, I think that's it. Anywho. Um... The aliens, the way they're communicating with them, they have that weird language with like the weird swirls that there's. That's what it looked like. It looked like that to me. And there's some of that. But yeah, so I will not get mad at things I can't control. When I can't, when I, when I feel like, okay, so if I drop a water bottle and then I pick it up and I drop it again, right there I'm straight to a six on a one to ten anger. And then if I put it on the counter and then it falls off after that, I. I just can hardly handle it emotionally. And I think it's because the, uh, what is the word? Um, inanimate objects, when they get the best of me, I have a hard time dealing with that emotionally. Uh, weather, I get freaking pissed off at the weather. Like if it has the audacity to be bad weather on a day that I want to be alive, I just get so upset. And so I got to work on that. So you want to know why I think it has some power in it was I was driving. When did I think of this? Okay. What day did I have to... Yeah, it was Monday. So Monday I went to go get some... Uh, or I wanted. To, I was just going to drop off a prescription for Haley. So I went to Walgreens and it took like 15, 20 minutes just for them to tell me they don't have the medicine she needs until Friday. It's Monday. She's going to want it before then. So I say, well, thanks. And then I go and then I drive to another pharmacy. That one took like 30 minutes. And I was getting so mad at how long it was taking because I had other things I needed to do. And out loud, I was like, I will not get mad at things I can't control. And you know what? It actually kind of helped. Like, I, I legitimately either started feeling better or I just got distracted at like, yeah, that's the phrasing that I wanted. And uh, so for the live, for the podcast listeners, I'm doing the live stream thing again. And my sister just joined and commented on the thing and said, hello. You all remember her from the episode where she gave that amazing performance on the mic noise that she was getting on her wedding video or the video she was editing. She she was trying to explain the ruffling of the microphone against the shirt. So go back to episode whatever that is and listen to it. She nailed it. All right, what else went on this week? What else do I got in my notes? This is what it looks like. Does that look like a child? Oh, yeah. Allison wasn't the one who told me that. She actually texted me later and was like, hey, I wasn't the one who told you your handwriting looked like a child. 
Um, oh, my sister said that she got the audio fixed even though I never called her back. That's so true. I didn't. And I remember on the podcast, I was like, I'm almost done. I'll call you right back. And then we hung up. And then I ended up probably thinking of something stupid to ramble about for a while. And then I forgot. But that's okay. We have a family text. And then her and I have a healthy text relationship too. So we talk all the time. It's fine. Everything's all right. All right. So let's see. Oh, so Honey Gold Records. You know, we've got the Hive Podcast. We've got uh, Raven Hill, Red Arrow, Fever Youth, Words, Joshua Clifton and the Blackbirds. If you go to our website, honeygoldrecords.com, you can check out the stuff we're doing. Anyways, we had an idea. We're going to go somewhere and um, somewhere that does stand-up comedy, like uh, open mic night. And the four or five of us are going to go. And the, the game is whoever gets the most laughs in their like two-minute set wins. And whoever gets the least laughs is going to have to like buy dinner or something. And I'm sure for the places in between, we'll think of something. Uh, Josh and his, his love for games, he'll figure out a good... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A good rule system. A good way to kind of organize that. <sighs> yeah, let's see what else we got. Oh, yeah, let's do uh, the Learn Something segment. Haven't done that in a while, and I've got something I want to look up, so we might as well all do it together. So we're going to learn something. All right, one second. got to get the googs up. The googs. All right. Have you ever heard somebody say, I don't think I could say that in jest. I don't know what in jest means. I, I have the general idea. Like, my, like, you know when somebody uses a word? Like, I think we went over this with ornate. Like, you hear somebody say ornate, and you kind of, if the context around it is there, you're like, I know what you mean. But you don't, you, if somebody was like, what is the definition of ornate? You, you wouldn't know. You would just give an example of how to use it. And they'd be like, oh, got it. All right, so in jest, what do you mean by jest? In jest definition is as a joke. How to use in jest in a sentence. I don't think that's right. But then again, Ingest. Okay, so if the jest definition is joking, maybe ingest. Um, and this is not ingest like putting something into you to ingest. This is this is with a J. All right, let's see if my uh, my internet can handle a live stream and opening up this. All right, let's see. If you say something ingest, you do not mean it seriously. Oh, okay. So then I guess the example would be somebody saying, "I could say that ingest." Or I could say that, but it would have to be in jest. Something like that. All right. Yeah, that was a waste of time. All right, let's see. Um, Cowboys game. Who watched it? It was fun. It was stressful for a minute. I did way better. I didn't even yell once. I got. A, I had a slight panic attack at one part, but it was just because I got nervous for the Cowboys game. And then to avoid the nerves, I started thinking about other stuff, and then immediately went to like real life, and then got way more stressed out thinking about that. So I pulled it back to the Cowboys game, got a little stressed again. So then I put headphones on and I listened to music while I just watched it so I didn't have to listen to Joe Buck. And then that made it much better. And then somewhere in there I took my headphones off and was like, ah. Oh. And uh, you know when you've had headphones on for a while and you're just like, ah. Oh. So that happened and then I kept the headphones off and finished the game. It was a good game. I didn't think the Cowboys would make the playoffs. I didn't think they'd win a playoff game. And so they already ex exceeded my expectations. But freaking the LA Rams offense looks amazing. And that one dude on the O-line is like the biggest man I've ever seen before. Man, he was big. 
big white bald guy. If you know which one I'm talking about, those of you who listen to this and also listen to sports. Um, let's see what else we got. Lena Del Rey released a new single. Just for for uh, for those of you who didn't know, I found that out pretty quick. It was the most connected to like pop culture and the Twitter world I've ever felt. I was babysitting the baby and I looked at Twitter for a second and I saw that Lena Del Rey, something about her new song. So I went and checked it out. I listened to it. And then I later started realizing she had released it like that morning. So I was like right in. Made me feel like a real fan. It's pretty good. It's basically her version of doing an Adele song. But I mean, it's cool. It feels good to listen to. It's got that Lena Del Rey vibe to it. But without all the vocal layering and production, the lyrical content, typical... Lana Del Rey chasing fame and riches um, I can't always connect with her her lyrics but sometimes they are funny I uh what is that one where she goes oh, I can't remember it with this song blasting in my head this song that just played that I just talked over great romances of the 20th century first Taken Back Sunday music video I ever saw on Yahoo music videos do you remember that Josh Clifton does I, I, I didn't actually know very many people who would watch music videos on that. But that was like pre-YouTube, man. That was just how you... That or LimeWire. All right. So Cabela's. Have you ever been there? It's that giant outdoor man store. Like uh, Last Man Standing. But it's the real one. What are you up to? Talking to my doggie. She's looking at me like she did something wrong. Or like she thinks that I think she did something wrong. Both of those are probably accurate. All right, let's see. Where was I? Oh, yeah, so Last Man Standing. I started watching that again with Haley. We've been trying to watch like an episode or so a night. I love that show, man. It makes me feel good. I just can't say anything else other than that. It just, uh, I, I don't know if it's like the family life. It's like a, a dad with his kids and a cute family dynamic. And then freaking, uh, you've got the funny Canadian brother-in-law, son-in-law. Yeah, I'm glad I'm, glad I'm watching that show again. We're on season Five, I think we're on season five or season six, but we're not on the newest one that's on the TV. We're having to watch it on Hulu, and we get the Hulu with commercials. I forgot or didn't know they had commercials, so I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna watch it on Hulu." And then it was just like watching on TV, except I can't fast forward the commercials. But oh well. But yeah, there's something about Last Man Standing that is like uh, like like comfort food. You know what comfort food is like. Like mashed potatoes for some people, or soup, something like that. I, when it's on, I, I like listening to the the family lessons, kind of like the Cosby Show. I used to love watching that because you you just you're feeling it's real warm and inviting. That one didn't really pan out long term. Just with the Cos doing his pill popping thing, that's crazy, right? That Bill Cosby is possibly the largest serial rapist to ever have been caught. Bill Cosby. I have his freaking stand-up special on vinyl in the other room. That's so weird. Such a bummer. Let's see. Church special. So we played, um, uh, I don't remember what the song's called, like Can't Stop the Feeling or something like that. It's a Justin Timberlake song. We played that at church because that's what we do for some reason at our church. And I, they asked me if I wanted to sing it, and I was like, I don't think I have the confidence or joy needed to sell that song. And then uh, we ended up 
like all sharing vocal duties or whatever. So here I am walking into church Saturday night, like, man, I can't believe, believe I'm going to have to play this song. And then I walk in and our worship leader's like, Johnny, I want to do choreographed dancing for this. And I was like, no. And he was like, yeah, it'll be awesome. We got to sell it. It'll be hilarious. And I was like, I can't, I can't do it. And he kept pitching it. And I, I literally looked at him in the eyes and I said, this is going even further away from my personality than we already were when I got here. And then I was really scared, not really scared, but I was really like, dang it, I think I'm going to have to do this. And I was just having to literally not think about it because I, I couldn't imagine myself doing it or it'd make me want to not do it more. And then the other singer got there, her name's Brooke, and I, I, I was 50-50 on if she was going to want to do it. And then she was like, no, 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 no. And he still pressed for a minute, and then she came over to me, and she was like, I don't want to do this. And I was like, me neither. And she was like, well, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. And I was like, come on, United Front, we'll both be Debbie Downers. Let's just not do the dancing. So we end up not having to do the dance, and then guess what? Saturday night goes fine. Sunday morning, here we go. I look out in the audience. My in-laws came to church. So now I got to do this ridiculous song at church at 9.30 in the morning in front of my in-laws. Then the second service comes around, and I look into the audience. Guess who I see? My dad. My dad decided to come. So then I had to do it, and my dad's musical ear is incredible. So not only do I just feel ridiculous, I also have to deal with that the entire mix and everyone's musical performance is going to be being noticed. And I think it went well. Uh, my father-in-law told me that I did a great job, and that made me feel good. My mother-in-law said the same thing. That made me feel good. And then my dad, he liked it too. He had comments on the mix and stuff, but like as far as musicianship, it seemed like we did pretty good. Dude. Dreams are made of. Gosh, this album is so good. There's just certain bands, you know, they put out their first album and just, it only takes the first one and you're like, these guys are going to be somebody. These are stars. These are studs. These are stars. That's how I felt listening to this one. I remember you want to know who uh, told me about Taking Back Sunday or at least got me to listen to it. Her name was Christy. And she worked at Cyclone Skate Park. And she, somebody, she burned a, a copy of it for my buddy Brennan, I think. This is how it went down. And I watched the, the deal go down. She handed it to him and he was like, thank you so much. And she was like, you're going to love it. It's so good. So me being the curious boy that I was, was like, well, what is it? And she was like, it's this band, Taking Back Sunday. And then she burned me a copy of it and I went home. And that is probably the beginning of me loving vocal arrangement and production because they just, there's, there's one melody and then they add another one that's doing a counter melody and then they'll add a third one. They'll have like four, three counter melodies with two of them with harmonies on it. And it's really fun. I like listening to that stuff. And so it really, uh, that is probably, Taking Back Sunday alone probably helped me be able to not hate musicals like a lot of people I know do. I get why people don't like musicals. Some of them are terrible. I'm really bummed. I heard a little bit of Hamilton. Everyone was talking about how good Hamilton was. Remember that? The little bit I heard sounded really stupid. I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this. I, don't, I think it's the rap. I just don't. It, the rapping part is a little bit weird. But then again, I would probably just start thinking, well, why is this any different than the other stuff? And then I would just start to not like the whole thing. I bet I would like the whole thing if I watched it from beginning to end and totally bought in. You got to buy in. Uh, listen to the music. I'm going to take a sip of my Pepsi because it's my cheat day. Yeah. 
this album so good. All right, let's see. What else we got going on in my notesy? My notesies. Honey Gold stand up, writing new music, watching Last Man Standing, Cowboys game, Ingest, Lana Del Rey, um, Cabela's. Oh, yeah, I never got to that. So I want to take my son to Cabela's. So, yeah. And that's, I think I was, I was wanting to do that before um, starting to watch Last Man Standing, but that's only made me want to watch it more. I wish they had more scenes like in the store and just look around. There's, I like to vicariously live through people who make practical use out of stores like Cabela's because I, I just, I don't have any guns. And uh, actually, I have a really good one that I use for anyone who tries to break into my house, and I'm really good with that gun. But aside from that one, I don't have any guns. And hunting, that seems weird. I gotta, there's a hump I would have to get over about killing something. Part of me wants to know if I can do it. Part of me thinks I should if I'm gonna be eating meat, you know? Like, I've, I've tried to be a vegetarian twice. The first time I legitimately just forgot and I was like eating a bologna sandwich or a ham sandwich and I, the next day. I thought of it one day and the next day I was eating a ham sandwich. And I was like, oh, dang it. And then I was like, well, I'm just going to not do this. And then I tried it another time, and I don't want to be a vegetarian. But I think what I could do is I felt bad. What I would love to do is, like, only eat the meat I hunt. Like, go out once a year, kill a thing or two, have a cool fridge. Excuse me. Uh, have a big, like, freezer, keep all the meat in there. Then I would have to learn how to cook it a bunch of different ways because I'd probably get bored with it. Although, maybe not. Eventually, I could maybe keep that up for a year, the one year, and then the next hunting season would come around, and I would like have something to do. But I think if I could, I don't know. There's something about like earn it, you know. If you're gonna eat meat, earn it, and maybe just like be able to say that you can, you could do it, and then you get you're allowed to eat meat. Maybe I don't know. I just think if it makes you sad. To kill an animal but you know it's like I I just want to eat it I don't want to kill it like I get it but I don't know maybe I've got some guilt there maybe in a past life I was an animal and I know what it's like to be treated as just a piece of property that could be hunted for food I don't know <sighs> let's see oh yeah so all right here's the last thing on my notes so you know what? I don't know if I want to talk about this. It's just going to take way too long. And I've already gone 27 minutes. 27. You remember when Vine came out and videos lasted six seconds? I was like, that's it. That's the end. There's People will not care anymore to watch anything longer than this. I was like, that's our new attention span. And then freaking Joe Rogan comes out of nowhere with these three-hour podcasts. And he gets over a million downloads a month. Isn't that unbelievable? A million downloads a month and he's not he does no press like when was the last time you saw him do impress other than commentating a MMA game that you had to pay for or go to like Wild Wings for dude I went to Wild Wings last night because I told Haley I was like it's a Cowboys playoff game what's something we could do that like what do we imagine ourselves eating while watching a playoff football game and it, it was unanimously between me her and the baby it was wings and so we went to Wild Wings, and we ordered the food to go, and we walked in, and it was like Ikea in one room. It was so packed, I hated it, and I was stuck in there, and then 
I was trying to figure out how to not be in the way of all the waiters having to run back and forth. Here's a here's a problem. The access to the kitchen is right next to the to-go orders. The to-go order area is the hallway of where you walk to the bar or to your seat. And the freaking place is full and there's people waiting to get in. That design right there. I, I mean, I don't have, have... I have zero schooling in designing buildings like that. But that seems like a poor design to me. I, I feel like you shouldn't have to end up in that scenario to have thought of that scenario. Like, at Guitar Center, we had to keep the uh, the little shelving areas a certain distance apart from each other. I think it was like five feet or something. And they're like, so a wheelchair or something could get through. But we didn't wait for a guy in a wheelchair to like bump into him and be like, guys, I can't get through. It was just kind of practical to think there needs to be room. So I feel like someone could have done that at Wild Wings. But it's too late now. So where are we? I got a minute left in this uh, this song. Let's just listen to this song, and uh, I'll say goodbye to you guys now. I hope you have a good week. Uh, let's see, any other advice I can think of? Be nice, you know. Use your blinker. I, I uh, I'm gonna try to keep reminding myself this, so I'm gonna keep reminding you as well. Be somebody that other people enjoy being around. If you have any kind of pride in the fact that people don't like being around you, that's not good. That's not something you... I mean, we all have to be here together on this planet. So, like, make it not miserable for everyone else. That's the that's when you imagine your life is the Truman Show. When you, you're just The only thing that matters is your reality coming out of your eyeballs. And so it's just you get a chuckle from the fact that you press on people and you make everything difficult. I've been there. It's some. It can be funny to you, but if no one else is having fun, that's not productive. So, all right. Love you guys so much. Thanks for listening and stuff. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Goodbye.